Hey, True Siders, welcome back to A True Side of Crime. I am your host, AJ, and today we are starting a new release schedule. On every other Monday, starting today, we are going to do Monday Minisodes, where I cover shorter, maybe 10 or 15 minute cases. And then on the opposite weeks, on Wednesdays, is when I will drop our full-length episodes. This will give me a little more time to make sure everything's good and quality for you guys, and it'll also give you something every single week, which I am excited to do. Don't forget to enter our giveaway. The instructions for that are on our Instagram and on our Facebook page. Also, if you are not already a part of the True Side family, please go ahead and follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, join our Facebook group. We now have merch. I am so excited about that. And we are on Patreon. So please share, 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 tell your friends about us, like us on our pages, please follow us. Now let's get to our case. Today we are going to talk about the case of Darian Hudson. I found Darian's case when I was doing the case of Darian Towns because they have the same first name. Information kept popping up when I was looking into Darian Towns' case. How does a woman with plans to go home and rebuild her life end up missing without a trace? Well, Darian Michelle Hudson was reported missing from Stillwater, Oklahoma, October 28th of 2017 by her parents after her family and friends were unable to contact her in the days previous. She is currently still missing. One of the problems I found in covering Darian's case is that there is so little information that I could find. Darian was 23 years old when she went missing in 2017. She moved to Stillwater, Oklahoma to go to college she was going to Langston University in Langston, Oklahoma, and that's only about a 25 to 30 minute drive away from Stillwater. There she played softball for Langston University. I could only find her on their roster for her junior year, the 2014-2015 school year. She wore the jersey number one. I could not find if Darian graduated or she just stopped attending Langston. Darian had been working at a local Chili's for about two years before she went missing. So that would be about 2015, which would have been the end of her junior year. She was, she had steady employment. She had her own apartment, but Darian was struggling emotionally, that is. She recently had broken up with her boyfriend. She suffered a miscarriage, which is a devastating loss, and her dog, Zig, passed away. Any one of those would be completely devastating, but to have all three of them happen in such a short amount of time is devastating. Like, could you go on after you've had all those problems at one time, one after another, after another? Darian's mom said in interviews that Darian told her she was fine every time she called to check up on her, which was nearly daily. And the fact that they spoke so often is why red flags 
were up so quickly after Darian went missing. Her mom says that she doesn't really believe that Darian was okay. She was just saying that she was. On October 21st of 2017, Darian called her mom to tell her she wanted to move back home to Wichita, Kansas with her parents. Her parents, of course, said Darian's mom, Stephanie, wanted to support her through what she was going through. But on October 21st, when she spoke to her daughter, she didn't know that would be the last time she would ever speak to her daughter. On October 25th, Stephanie received a bombardment of calls and texts from her daughter's friends saying that they could not get in contact with her. That was extremely alarming. So the next morning, her parents got up and they drove to Stillwater. They were worried about their daughter. When they went to report Darian missing, the police told them that Darian was an adult and they would have to wait 48 hours to file a missing person's report. This always infuriates me. It is so dumb. I do understand that sometimes people just go off the grid and they don't want to be bothered, but people know their family. They know their friends. If this is something that is common for this person, that is one thing. If this is something that that person would never do, that is a completely different story. And the first 48 hours are so important. In this story though, they are much more important than you would ever think they could be. And if the police might've taken just a minute to take this case seriously in the beginning, it could have possibly changed the, the outcome completely. Darian's parents had no legal options at this point. They went to the police, they were told to come back in 48 hours, so they canvassed around the area of Darian's apartment. They would go to her apartment eventually, and they said it looked like she literally just walked out and she would be back so soon. Her lights were on, there were dishes in her sink, like just a normal day. How many times have you left, left dishes in the sink, you left your lights on, you're like, I'm gonna be right back, I'm running to the gas station, or I'm gonna grab some food, or whatever. You're gonna meet friends, but you're coming back and you probably left your light on because maybe it'll be dark because you don't know what time you're coming back, but you're coming. So when her family was finally able to report her missing, two days later, the police started asking people questions in the area. And they found out that on October 26th, the day that Darian's family arrived in Stillwater, the day they tried to report her missing, Darian was seen at a local church that was under construction. The fact that this church is under construction will become important a little bit later. This church is called St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church. Now, there were a ton of construction workers, which is why that's important that the church was under construction. Uh, the There was a lot of construction workers at the construction site, and Darian was seen near a wooded area on the south end of the church, sitting on the ground. And apparently the way she looked was very unusual to the construction workers because two of them approached her and tried to talk to her. She didn't acknowledge that they were even there. She literally just stared at them blankly and blinked is what they said. So they told their manager, cause it was bothersome to them. And they sent two other workers to go talk to her. And from their reports, she did exactly the same thing. 
she didn't acknowledge the other two workers either. Now, these construction workers were not the only people to see Darian that day. There were two other witnesses. They both lived in the neighborhood around the church. The first witness said that him and his grandkids were out walking and somebody fitting Darian's description to a T was walking out of the wooded area nearby where the construction worker said that they had saw her. Now, I don't know exactly what time of day the neighbor saw her are in comparison to when the construction worker saw her. So anyway, she's coming out of the wooded area. Him and his grandkids are there and Darian talks to his grandkids. They have a conversation. It is not reported anywhere about what they talk about or how old his grandkids are. Like if they were little kids, and they came up to her was like, hi, and she just kind of engaged with the little kids or if they were older and they were having a conversation about something else. We don't know a lot about this encounter. We just know that it was an encounter and the grandfather described the woman as somebody who fit Darian's description. Now, the second witness was driving by the church and saw someone that fit Darian's description that they believed was Darian sitting on construction equipment, looking around like she might've been waiting for somebody to come, like she was meeting somebody or somebody was supposed to give her a ride. We do know for a fact that this was in the evening time and this has to be completely frustrating for her parents. Think about it. They were there already. They were already in Stillwater on the 26th. And I know if that was me, even though I couldn't control it, I would be so mad at myself. Like, oh, maybe if I'd have drove this way, or maybe if we wouldn't have spent so much time in her apartment. And I hope for them that they're not putting that much stress on them because there was nothing they could do. They did what they thought was right. Once again, somebody doing what they thought was the right thing to do and they really aren't given help. Now, if a missing persons report was put out for her, could these people have possibly known that she was missing or she was in danger? Maybe. I know where I live, they put out things called silver alerts. And it is if somebody is in danger also because of a medical issue. Now Darian's mom believes that she might've been having a mental breakdown, which would in be included in a medical issue because she is now in danger because of this mental breakdown. She might not know what is going on around her. Had the police listened to the parents and took this report, maybe they would have found her. Maybe these people would have seen her on the news or got a text message alert that said, we're looking for this woman. Here's a picture of her. If you see her, please report. Maybe they wouldn't have though. We don't know. Did Darian's mom explain to the cops that she might've been going through a mental breakdown due to all the stress that she had in her life? I wasn't able to find that either. So we, I do know if somebody's suffering from a mental break, they can be a danger to themselves or to others. And that is something that should be taken very, very seriously. And remember, this is in 2017 where they're saying you have to wait 48 hours. This is not 2007. It's not 1997. This is literally three years ago. We're still being told this. I don't think this should be a thing. We should not have to wait 48 hours because when we do, generally, this is what happens. We don't find them. And now her family is left with all these unanswered questions. And is Darian okay? Is she alive? Is she being held hostage? Because it is a possibility. There are so many men kidnapping women and keeping them in their house for years. Back to what we do know about Darian's case. About a month or so after Darian went missing, 
her credit card was used to try and rent a hotel in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, which is about an hour and a half, hour and 15 minutes south of Stillwater, Oklahoma. They found out that one of the construction workers from the church took the took Darren's purse because they saw it hanging off a drainage pipe. I don't know if this is the same worker that saw Darren earlier, if they knew what was going on, but if you find a purse, why would you just take it? Like, you don't know what's going on. You should probably turn it in or report it to your supervisor, something. You should not just take the purse and take the wallets in it. That sounds super, super suspicious to me. That was the one thing that police thought they had thought they had this person used Darian's card, but they could not connect him to the case. They have so few leads and Darian has not been seen or heard from since October 26, 2017. And information from the Charlie Project, at the time of her disappearance, Darian Michelle Hudson was 23 years old. She was five foot three, 120 pounds, she is an African-American female, black hair, brown eyes. She has a tattoo on the back of her right shoulder consisting of large feathers, five small birds, and the words, birds of a feather flock together in script underneath. Darian's nicknames are D and D-Baby. Her ears and her nose are pierced. If you have any, any information about Darian's case, please call the Stillwater Police Department at 405 742 Eight three five seven. I really wish that there was more information about Darian's case. I wish that I could give some information or find something that would help find her. But guys, if you're from this area, if you know somebody from the Stillwater area, if you know anything, if you've heard anything, please call and report it because sometimes the stuff that we think means nothing can break a case. Please, if you know anything about Darian Michelle Hudson's case, call the Stillwater Police. The phone number will be in the show notes. That is the case of Darian Michelle Hudson. Please don't forget to follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. On our Facebook page, there's a link to the A True Side of Crime podcast group page. Please join our group let's build a community and let's try to help solve some of these cases that we've talked about. Please support us on Patreon. You can also make a one-time donation on PayPal or on our anchor page. The links for those will be listed below also. And like always guys, please continue to be the amazing people you always are. Mm -hmm.